0: wars podcast is back and it is a happening you can cut the electricity with a knife i'm here with the writer for wrestlingrumors.net tommy hall also known as kb he's written 27 books about wrestling he's the i i don't know you might not say it because you're a humble man but i'll say it you feel to me like pretty much the main writer for wrestlingrumors.net uh we welcome all of you that came to us from the wrestlingrumors.net facebook page uh wrestlingrumors.net All news, no clickbait. Uh, We're here for a a week that had a lot of news in wrestling. Uh, Pretty solid shows from both SmackDown and from Raw, I think. So we're going to start off with Raw. And um, the main thing that I was sticking around for on Raw to see was the Triple H Batista segment. So we can maybe get an answer of what exactly it is that Batista has to be so mad about. Because he has never lost to Triple H. And we did not get that answer. We got that he really hates Philadelphia, but I felt felt that Triple H's promo was was fucking stellar. And to me, Triple H has been, you know, one of the best promos on the main roster for a solid 10 to 12 years now, and he's just proving it again. So smooth, so professional, so sure of himself. Just showing them how it's done. Um, how'd you like Raw? And how'd you like the segment?
1: Uh, I did like that promo a lot. Uh, I'm not nearly as big on Triple H's promos as you are, but that was that was very effective. It uh, it went it broke the fourth wall a little bit, but they do it so infrequently, especially with Triple H, that it worked very well. Uh, I'm looking forward to see uh, Batista's reaction. I guess it's just he wants a match. I know he just wants a match with Triple H. Which he, uh, I, I but don't know why, he's like, yeah. <laughs> why he's uh, been proven to be the better man several times over. So what is the big deal?
0: Uh, it still, I, has
1: the, not, the, still has not been explained to us. The best I can get probably is he's like, yeah, I used to be great and I want to prove that I still am, which isn't really a heel uh, idea. Uh, i mean it's i would like an explanation i i'm pretty sure we'll get one since it's wrestlemania season they actually are pretty good about uh about going into depth with this um i mean you'll have you you will get something i'm sure because batista is scheduled to be on raw this week in pittsburgh uh so we should get something and it's real it's i'm interesting to see interested to see how triple h is gonna be as a face in this he hasn't been a face in a big singles match for a very long time, especially at WrestleMania. So that could be interesting. It will be. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I did like the promo. He was effective. It made perfect sense. It was exactly the response it should have been, and the delivery was very, very good.
0: So I hope, hopefully we get more answers on that. <sighs> Something that we got some answers on is the way that they're going to, direction that they're going to go with this uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ronald Rousey situation uh first of all wasn't it I did I say it to you on here or did I just say it in in a chat that the way that this should be playing out is Becky versus Charlotte for the belt at Fastlane and then against Rousey one on one the winner of that didn't I say that I could have sworn I said that
1: you said it it, you said that before I can't remember where you said it but you said that before
0: but so hey wishes are coming true I guess um
1: Yeah. yeah. God, I
0: want them to just get over this whole Becky's knee thing. Like we explained, the whole thing when they did it with Austin years ago where he wasn't medically clear, but he was still popping up and wreaking havoc as the fact that he had a neck injury. So while there was always that looming threat that he could be paralyzed at any time, it did not encumber his movement or his velocity when he was doing things in the ring. Right. Like this is encumbering Becky. So... That is super annoying. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, and, uh, I'm glad they're doing the right thing, and it looks like Ronda Rousey turned mega crazy heel on Raw on Monday night. What'd you think of the heel turn, and and where are we going with this?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I, the the heel turn makes sense because okay, for one thing, I, I Ronda was gonna get a mixed reaction at best at Mania. Um, and just going full on heel makes more sense because the the whole point of that match is to get is to have Becky win in the end, probably by making Ronda tap. As long as they get to that to that ending, almost anything they do leading up to it is acceptable because it's all about the end the end result. With that, that's the same thing with Brian back in 2014. You could have him lose everything he had as long as he held up yeah. both titles in New Orleans to end it, that's all that matters. The same thing is true with Becky, assuming that's the main event, which now I'm not 100% sure it will be. Um, you'll have that. Uh, that'll be the big moment that it needs to be. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on the knee thing, because the problem is Austin was that, like, anti-authority everything. Becky feels like she's trying to pretend to be Austin and isn't very good at it. Uh, she's good with the attitude, but... They don't – the McMahons part of it has been so forced into this, whereas with Austin it felt like the most natural thing ever. Uh, Stephanie in particular – I will keep myself on a, on a leash for this because we'll be here all day otherwise. Um, she has felt so wedged into this whole thing uh, with her just suddenly having the power to remove Becky's suspension, which makes you wonder why she didn't just do just that. Just do that in the first place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's because she's the commissioner of RAW. I guess that gives her the authority, though. Well, a smart way to have done that to to alleviate these
0: questions would be to have the McMahon say, "Oh, okay. Well, our fans are revolting. Becky won't stop interfering. Let's take her, remove her suspension, since so she's hurt and she's wrestling the best female wrestler we have in in kayfabe in their minds. I'm just saying
1: yeah, yeah, within yeah, yeah, within yeah, yeah.
0: relativity of, of the storyline. Okay, in this she's, term. she's going against the best female wrestler we got." Her knees fucked up. Fine, unsuspender, And if you win this match, then yeah, you get to you get to have the Rousey at WrestleMania. That would have been the way to answer that question is that they're this is purposely being done at this point because they don't think she has a chance to win. When then then of course she does win, and there we go. Um But no, they're just leaving us to just, just barreling through it, uh not making a
1: lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the heel turn was well done. Um, Rousey breaking, pretty much breaking Becky's arm, makes me wonder, made, made me think of "tis but a flesh wound" or "tis just a flesh wound" from Monty Python and the Holy Grail as Becky loses another limb. Yeah. Um, though it, it was, they're doing a good job of making Rousey seem like she's losing her mind, which is a very good way. Which, to... which I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, it screams work to me, uh, This, uh, which, I mean, fair enough, because what better way to get people who might not want to watch WrestleMania otherwise to say, you remember that crazy Ronda Rousey when she would beat people to death in UFC? She's well, back. actually, kind of, yeah, that is kind of uh, the part about it that I'm really positive about is, my God,
0: maybe we're going to get the real Ronda Rousey entrance that yeah. we had for UFC instead of the smiling, waving, I'm just so happy to be here, fucking bullshit. Maybe now we're gonna get fucking pouty face, pouty lip, gonna beat the shit out of you, Ronda,
1: entrance. Yeah. That's what and, we, uh, what's funny enough they, is it, the teal turn might end up getting people more on her side again. Yeah, because if Becky beats that Rousey, it means something. She beat the, the Rousey, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of which,
0: these, uh, these rumors are again coming up. They came up pretty strong this weekend. Um, and now, uh, you know. Keep in mind, two of the things we're going to talk about tonight are are from a uh, has been a less than reliable source in the past, but this is one of them. Um, the rumors are back again that that the RAW after WrestleMania is going to be Rousey's
1: last night for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do you think?
1: Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the thing with Rousey is. She she did say she was going to be there full time, but she also said that she did she does want to have a family. Yep. And I mean, the thing with Rousey is, if if she ever wants to come back, I mean, she's I think like thirty one, thirty two years old. It's not like she's you know late thirties or something. If she wants to come back in a couple of years, WWE is going to welcome her with open arms. And I feel like people have <clears throat>
0: have misunderstood this this whole time that it's not mutually exclusive. Like because you'll say this. And then people will say, well, she signed a multi-year contract. Uh, Sure, she signed a multi-year contract to work, to wrestle for the WWE and nobody else. Yeah. But none of us have any idea of what the details of that contract are. Or what she was allowed to do and not to do, or if it wasn't, you know, because, because this was kind of like from the beginning when she signed this deal that it was going to be a year, because I remember us talking about this when the deal first happened. That it was going to be a year, and then we'll see what happens after that kind of thing. So, just because she signed a multi-year deal doesn't mean she's going to be on the road 300 days a year for all of the years of the multi-year deal. It was probably understood that she was going to go away for a little while, while under contract, and do whatever she needs to do, and then be back. And still be under contract. To people, yeah. it happens all the time. People do that all the time, so it's not. Yeah. yeah her having goes, a multi-year contract isn't a disqualifier to her being done after Mania.
1: Yeah, I mean, like that suggests. I mean, John Cena's still under contract, as far as I know. He sure. Uh, the Undertaker was under contract for all those years and Russell <laughs> yeah, yeah, once a year. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we don't know yeah. what the
0: details of the deal was. So yeah, I
1: mean, if nothing else, Rousey is the kind of person you can put her. Just have her do media for months on end, yep. you know, or what? Just I mean, because having someone with a legitimate athletic background like that only does good things for WWE. And not speaking of doing good things for
0: WWE, it's it's also a good example of like, hey, we got this major star athlete. She came here. Mm-hmm. She wanted to have a family. She wanted to have a baby. We gave her time off to do that. Yeah, it, it's a good That's PR. It's a good and... PR
1: thing. Yeah. The other good thing with Rousey is, as, once she loses at WrestleMania, and presumably she's going to be tapping out to Becky, which it's the only logical way to end that match. So I'm probably going to bet against it because it's WWE. Um, she going away for a while would be a good thing for her because then, you know, six months, a year, whatever down the line, she comes back and it's the Rousey Scary Face. Yep. And people are going to forget about that loss, and just, and she's going to have fresh opponents. Then the match, it's not going to be like. It's not going to be like Nia Jax where she loses and then she's back the next night on Raw doing the exact same thing.
0: In a beautiful world where they didn't waste Bailey, that would have been a really awesome thing to build up. You know, the, 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 the hero of the children. This yeah. this plucky champion that finds a way to win every time and, and everybody loves her, you know, and she was on top of the world she was in NXT and then... Rousey comes back, and it just so happens to be that yep. Bailey is the person who's the champion. And now, what's going to happen? That could have been a really cool storyline, but they've
1: fucking destroyed Bailey uh, over the years. So, um, well, I mean, we we got Rousey versus Bailey a couple of weeks ago. So it was good, yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it felt like they were just kind of like trying to check... It felt like for a while that they were just trying to check off as many boxes as they could with well, Rousey. Yeah, well, because... Which, fine, which is another fine.
0: indication that she might be done after Mania.
1: Yeah, and that's why... Because at least we're getting the matches and yep. they're good. Also, if Rousey does come back later, it helps her to get in the ring with people with different styles. So it's not just, you know, her against Ruby Riot eight million times or whatever like that.
0: Yeah, but we, all I mean, we all love Ruby, Ruby Riot. So Raw is pretty decent. Moving over to SmackDown, a joyous day for many. As for what my money is, one of the top five guys in the business for years now. Promos, in-ring, character work. Samoa Joe has been a fucking perfect ten in all of those categories for a long time, yes, sir. and uh, he finally wins his first. Uh, yeah, was he the NXT? Yeah, he was the NXT. Champion, yes, he was, right? he was. Two-time NXT champion.
1: His first.
0: Title on the main roster. Samoa Joe won the U.S. title this week. If they use, I mean, it's all. It always comes back to this. We always say he won the title, but we won the title. But if they use, yeah. I mean, this could be the rebuilding of the U.S. title toward it, to what it was back in the day for WCW, for NWA, for all these places. he's the best guy in the game. Uh, he's on TV every week. They could build it like it's kind of the main belt of the fu- of the show. Other than you know the world title, they you know this this is a big chance for this title and for yeah. this wrestler. So I yeah. was ecstatic about it. Super happy for Joe. Um, what do you think? The win and going forward.
1: Well, I mean, uh, if, to go with something a little more modern, it sounds like building it back to where it was when Cena was doing the open challenges yeah, every yes week. Sir, yes, that's sir. E- that's exactly what the U.S. title was back then. Uh, speaking of which, that is your rumored WrestleMania match for Joe uh, is against Cena. So for those of you who wanted that dream match for a long time, there you go. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I was very, very happy to see Joe win. I was worried they were going to have Truth escape again as champion, uh, which I like our truth He has been one of the most con- – he's one of the few people who can consistently make me laugh oh, yeah. on WWE oh, yeah. Yeah, TV. Absolutely. But uh, I don't think anyone was really suggesting his U.S. title reign was going to be some big epic thing. He is a comedy guy, and that's fine. He has found a brand new niche for himself with that, and it I don't know if it's brand around, new. <laughs> well, okay, it's like five years You're, old. You got like there. Shane
0: McMahon. You got Shane McMahon uh, syndrome there. He's been an overnight yeah. success over the last twelve years.
1: <laughs> that youngster Carlos, yeah, at the, 90, at the at the Rumble back in the nineties. He's an overnight um, success over twelve years. Yeah, it's not... yeah, uh, but he um, it, it, it'll work fine. Joe is like you said. Joe is every bit as good as you said. He might have lost a few steps since then, but I could watch him do that spot that he did on SmackDown where I think it was Ray went up and tried something off the top and Joe just casually steps to the side yeah. with a look like, are you kidding me? I, that is one of my easily favorite spots of all time. I've always loved that because it's so natural and fits Joe so perfectly. Uh, the intensity in the promos, the work, uh, it, it, it is long overdue to get him a title. And because uh, you can only have him lose so many times before it stops meaning anything, you have to give him something, and the U.S. title is that something. So I'm very happy with this as well. Something we're
0: not happy with, KB. Quick yep. draw. Is Tori Wilson the worst
1: Hall of Fame candidate of all time? <sighs> um, she is top three or four at at best uh, for that. Oh man, I. <sighs> How do we go into this
0: without carefully? Um. It's, uh. She her okay. She has one WrestleMania match. Yeah. And it was a pillow fight.
1: So, so I would say she doesn't have a match based on that.
0: No That's WrestleMania matches. Right. Um. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm about to even say this, but I can almost guarantee if you go back through the records, no match she's ever been in has been above one star,
1: or a D for for uh, for you non Meltzer people out there.
0: Yeah, for you KB people. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more that we could get into, and I'm sure there's a lot more that a lot of you out there are thinking. Let's go through the list of people out there who are not in the WWE Hall of Fame that are women. It might be,
1: might be, might be easier, yeah. Paige. Yep. Uh, you go, Miss, Elis- Miss, El- Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Uh, the jumping bomb angels. Molly Holly. Victoria. Uh, Victoria. She's got to have some kind There's of. There's something issue with the weird going That's on. That, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, she has Stephanie. I'm sorry, she's meant a lot more to the company than than Tori did, uh, and you guys know I'm not a big fan. Jeez, uh, Gail Kim. Yeah, I mean, she at least was could work very well. Um, goodness, uh, Medusa's already in the, is. Uh, Moolah and May Young are both in there. Mickey um, James. Yeah, there you go. Mickey James uh, had I, an awesome has had been in a couple of good WrestleMania matches. Absolutely, and she just t- consistently good. It you don't see many bad matches from her. Um I mean yeah, just, there's a ton of them you could go with with that but for I, I just some don't reason. I you know I think
0: and you know what I would score us a perfect 10 on how we're handling this. Um just any I feel like anything that you could point to that and I don't I'm I'm giving you the, the I'm giving people out there the benefit of the doubt like I don't think any of this stuff is significant to me personally. But anything that you could point to that she did, there's people who did the same thing and were more deserving.
1: Sable did everything Tori did and better.
0: Hundred percent. If you want to do, if you want to do, mo- if you want to do, do the if, Playboy thing, if you want to talk about, and, oh, you know, the Playboy thing, yeah. Sable. Um, and Sable Sable drew
1: serious money for the company for a while.
0: Huge money was one of the top it's, five acts in the company. Something Tori yep. Tory Wilson never was. Um, Ashley Massaro is she going in the uh, Hall of Fame next?
1: Okay, that's better. <laughs> I would hope not. Um, She's I had know. just as many Miss WrestleMania matches. Yeah, China. Who at least
0: China? Did something I mean, unique. I mean, China's not. China wrestled with the guys. China had multiple yeah. involvements in in wrestling yeah. in, in on on yeah. WrestleMania. China was, China was legitimately unique. I'm talking about just purely. Yeah. Pri- purely, well, not purely. Primarily there. Let's let's be kind and say primarily there for their looks. Yeah. Primarily there to uh opened the envelope to things like Playboy. Yeah. Everybody who's in that situation has and there's an argument to be made should that even be enough credit? It should that be enough credentials? Maria Kanellis. Uh
1: Christy Hemme. Christy Hemme. I, yeah, I don't that... I don't know uh and at least at least Maria's a good promo.
0: Maria's a good promo. Had some WrestleMania stuff, worked yeah. matches, had a title reign.
1: Uh I don't think Maria won the title. Did she ever she never won it back in the butterfly days? Don't believe she did, no. I don't know. Well, uh um, let's see. Let's see if I'm as good as I think I am. I mean, that's not. <laughs> you don't gotta fucking
0: really go down a limb to say, I don't I don't know if Maria Connell's ever won a fucking women's title. Nope. Slammy uh,
1: award for Diva of the Year, that's it. Well there you go. Did Tori ever win that? No. <laughs> Yeah, it is weird going to Tori's Wikipedia page under accomplishments just the Hall of Fame. I mean, she was um
0: a fun, you know, smoking hot person to yeah, on the program, absolutely. but what the what the fuck,
1: man? Uh, I it, it really does feel like like they just picked her out and she was supposed to mean something. They they had her appear at uh like uh I think it was the Raw 25 where they brought her out as one of like the all-time great females on the yeah. show, and it's just like, really? That's the thing that's weird,
0: is like, even in that era, even in her era, when that was like the, the usual thing, when the women were just eye candy, yeah. she wasn't that big of a deal then. She was just yeah, one like, of I've many. Been,
1: it was... I've been going back and watching the 03 and 04 Smackdowns in the last year or two, and like, she'll have the, the occasional match with Dawn Marie, and... It exists. I mean, when you have Lita and Trish over on Raw, about to main event the show, which was for years was the high mark for women's wrestling um, until the Divas until the Women's Revolution. That was the moment. And then you have Tori working these minute and a half matches where the big spot is a swinging neckbreaker. I need more than that. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall of uh, Fame. Yeah. The, the, there's the, the other day we were trying to think of, of worse Hall of Famers. I mean, Coco Beware was, was Coco great Beware in... was on WrestleMania, man. Coco Beware was in a lot of
0: different major acts on the show. He was a major part of the show for the better part of a decade in the most at that time and still right up there, one of the most popular eras of professional wrestling ever. Also, Coco Beware was, in... was one of the main guys on the show. Yeah. So fucking I'll, give me also... that
1: absolutely incredible down in Memphis for your old school, for you old school fans yeah he was great down there uh James Dudley who was that there the, 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 there's a reason that you uh for that silence um he's credited for being the first person to ru- the first black man to run a major arena as a promoter in reality he was then seniors limo driver which is the reason he's in did he did he run a promotion in DC or not uh, he was the promoter of the arena.
0: He okay. Wasn't the, well, yeah. if he's the first, he did something.
1: If, if he, yeah. yes, he he. Oh man, we're trying to get fucking
0: pulled off the air this week. God damn, KB, really. Uh, he. <laughs> I mean, if he was the if he made strides in um that arena so, yeah, in, in a yeah. civil rights racial arena, then
1: good. Then he was somebody. Yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. Sure. But yeah, but that's really about uh. Johnny Rods who at least trained a bunch of people. Johnny Rods trained a bunch of
0: people, put a ton of people over, was a major part of the company in that capacity for
1: fuck 20 years. He trained basically he trained most of EC a good chunk of ECW.
0: And none of these so, people, <laughs> and none of these people were on the main so to speak on the main card of the Hall of Fame inductions. No. That's actually and that's you know where we can wrap this topic up. One of the she's the worst but I'm also it's also one of the ones that I'm most looking forward to just because of how what the heck is she gonna talk about utterly laughable this fucking video was going to be you know they do these video packages oh for yeah they got the guy I, yeah I need to know what is it what it's going to be in this damn video because
1: <laughs> what Please, could it be the golden thong award which is the other thing she won in it's WWE? Pretty much a prerequisite
0: to be in the Hall of Fame, bro. If, I mean, if you haven't won the Golden Thong Award, I don't know. I mean, you know that time
1: Goldberg won it. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I just, I mean, she she was very good at being the eye candy person, but th- there's a fine line between that and and being in the Hall of Fame. I know, the, I know the WWE Hall of Fame isn't exactly um pristine. <laughs> It's a
0: shame uh, that it's a shame that nothing ever, because every well, I mean, I guess because they moved in the PG era, they don't really do this anymore. But it's a shame that there was never a both that a badass women's wrestler did the Playboy thing. You know what I mean? Like everybody, all the chicks who did Playboy, like because that's a that's an empowerment like strength thing. Like I'm a badass wrestler and I look, you know, look like this type of thing. I
1: mean, Charlotte did the ESPN the ESPN magazine thing and. Uh, Legendarily,
0: uh Medusa Alondra Blaze also did a Playboy spread that was never published.
1: Yeah. So, but you and know, Medusa I, is the definition of that kind of a, of a women yeah, wrestler. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, a lot of so, the girls,
0: a lot of the chicks now are. But yeah, yeah,
1: she was she was one of the first ones to do it and did it very well.
0: Yeah, ab- yeah, so. she was pretty much well, in America. Anyways, she was definitely oh, the first yeah. of that kind. Yeah. Um. All right. So, other news and notes from the week. Gallows and Anderson, it is rumored, are not renewing their contracts. Uh, Moose. Can you blame him? Moose has re signed with Impact. WrestleMania is going to be in Tampa Bay. And the last two that I'll say, because we might uh, expand on these a little bit, um, Jim Ross announced on his page that he is not going to re-sign with the WWE and further remarked at the bottom of his post that he, oh, not post, he said this all on his podcast and it was transcribed, excuse me, said that he did not think he was quote-unquote going to be out of work for long. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Yeah. Gonna go down there to to old uh, 215 Live! (laughs) To to AEW. Hey, you know what, uh, you know what AEW fans, when they get, when they get upset, they don't get triggered, they get, uh, they get (laughs) chrono-triggered.
1: Some of you younger fans might not get that one. (laughs) So, uh, and you heard that here first! God fucking damn it! I don't not,
0: I need to spend the money to, to, uh, copyright that. AEW fans, they get chrono-triggered, not, not triggered. Um. Lee is gonna get you for that one. Yeah, 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 um. So, he'll be going down there. I think that's a... I mean, that's to, a to me, to me that's an awesome hire for them. I'll be like, alright, let's fucking go. Uh, let's get this the only thing I is mean, the only... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people, um, the way they felt about JR has has plummeted over the last few years. Personally, I think when he's there and he's into it... Like, I really, really enjoyed his work on the original NXT because mm-hmm. he's there explaining moves explaining why people are doing what they're doing doing things that Jim Ross like we know him for so yeah. if he's down there and also I think what I've heard is that he's going to be pretty much their general manager like their their talent, head of talent relations
1: and that's what guy. he'd be much better served I think and that's
0: going to be huge for them yeah. huge for them having a guy who ran that position in the biggest companies in the world in some of the biggest boom periods that they've ever had Yes, being the guy running things for this brand new company coming out um, is going to be fucking huge for them. So great pickup, um, glad to see it, and and just it's been a it's a it's been a little bit longer than what would have been like the max impact, but just hearing that voice, you know, for people because we and you we you know we talk about AEW needing to uh needing to expand its its uh viewer base and it's fan base to to become more and more viable um that's going to help a lot when people are going to the channels they see wrestling and they hear jr's voice it's a voice that they recognize and a voice that they Mm -hmm. identify with professional wrestling so that is another thing that's going to be a huge help to them so i'm pumped about that good for them it's not official yet but i think it's one of those things
1: that everybody knows so awesome yeah, um, it, it's a good it, – it, if nothing else, to, even if he doesn't even ever appear on camera, which of course he will, uh, he is a good – it's good to have like a veteran presence back there because you have, like you said, you need someone who has been here before. AEW guys, as far as I know, these people have never run a promotion. They might have run a show here or there, but they've never run an actual promotion. They need someone to be like, okay, this is going to work for the masses. This isn't going to be working like where – You have everybody cheering you no matter what you do they need someone which like okay that works on the small circuit you need something bigger for the masses you know and jr would know jr is going to be a great source for that so he's a very good resource to have for the company and someone that is going to add a lot to them uh so that it is a good hire it's a good move um he doesn't need to be the lead commentator you might just bring him in for big match commentary but for what he is, he's going to be he's a valuable resource with everything that he can offer he can do a bunch of different stuff
0: absolutely so the next one, and again the source here is been a little flimsy in the past and I know everybody's going to be like too good to be true, everyone's going to lose their fucking minds we'll see and, and we'll put a we'll put a this, this show is always the show of you know putting a putting a damper on on happiness but it, it is what it is um there is a rumor going around that Fox the new home of Smackdown in in, in uh October Fox has told the WWE that they want edgier non-PC TV14 level programming on the Fox Smackdown again I will say it Fox has told the WWE that they want edgier TV 14 non-PC wrestling show in October now I know a lot of you are out there kinda rejoicing about that pretty pumped my thing is the last time the WWE had programming like that they had some trouble with sponsors. Now mm-hmm. the WWE and they weren't a publicly traded company. That's really where I was going.
1: That's the big one.
0: Now they're a publicly traded company. Now they have to answer to shareholders as to what you are investing in and what you are associated with. And uh I to me to me it's all entertainment. It's all you know uh, dollar signs but there were some things that used to go on back in the AE that I wouldn't want to be associated with right back in the attitude era is what I mean by AE back in the attitude era that I would not be want to be associated with so it will be interesting to see uh, how they will serve two masters How do they put on a program edgy enough that Fox is satisfied and that pulls in the viewership that Fox is satisfied Mm -hmm. with versus keeping the stock price high and the stockholders happy? Yeah. Because, you know, we all look at this and you are like, oh, this billion dollar deal for wrestling and this is such a big deal. But once, you know, once they bring the product to Fox and Fox starts starts to, you know, look at them and say, hey, we paid you a billion fucking dollars. So this 2.5 million viewers a week is not really cutting up for us, brother. Um, what the fuck? And then the tug of war begins. Then the pressure is
1: on. Yeah, um, part, going with what you're saying, the problem is, at the moment, Fox owns the rights to the show. Now, there's a, good, there's a real possibility that they could switch that over. If they're not happy with the ratings, they might switch them down to Fox Sports 1, which honestly might be a better fit for WWE in the first place but um the problem with that is if wwe has carved out a very very nice niche for itself right now with the pg family friendly stuff that you know you can have your seven or eight year old kid watching this show and you're not worried about what they're going to see you know you can just let them watch that they can become a roman reigns fan a seth rollins fan and not worry about you know sex, excessive violence, whatever, profanity, what have you. If you go away from that, you are risking a big problem because the toys go off the shelves at Walmart. Uh, The sponsorships from places like KFC, which is a big enough, which is far bigger than whatever else they're going to get. And companies like that, they go away probably. And that's a lot of money that goes away beyond this, initial fo- the the contract with Fox is for 5 years if Fox dumps them at the end of 5 years where is WWE if they don't have if all they those lose sponsorships
0: all that- yep, and, yep. The, and, and the stock that- price fucking tanks cuz people don't want to be associated with it anymore and etc. Right. etcetera right. et cetera, et cetera. it's going to it's yeah. going to really require a balance and another right. factor of this is okay october is when that move happens mhm what happens the february after that
1: Mm-hmm.
0: involving Vince McMahon
1: uh, the, XFL, right. the XFL the yep. XFL
0: fucking kicks off so you gotta do this balancing act but Vince McMahon is gonna be running a football league in February yeah. three, four months after it starts
1: right uh, that's of,
0: We ain't got that's a taco region. salad, but we got all the fucking fixings, and all it needs is a little bit of seasoning, and then we got a taco salad—a fucking shit show. Um,
1: I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, it's gonna be. I mean, again, it's gonna—you can go now. You can go edgier without going full on attitude era, which is the, the, there. There is a middle ground to be had here. Absolutely, because like like you said, there is stuff from the Attitude era and stuff from the post Attitude era that was beyond the pale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there is stuff there that I would be, I would have my remote clutch in my hand to change to be able to change the channel real fast in case somebody walked in because I don't want people seeing me watching that. It's embarrassing.
0: It's wild that they they're going to go from cable to network TV and get more edgy. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's just the way things (sighs) have worked over the years.
1: I can go with the idea of getting away from some of, from some of the PG stuff, but there is a very fine line between PG and Attitude Era, and they need to find that balance. Because you can go edgy and then put the genie back in the bottle a little bit, but you can't, it's hard, it takes years to go from Attitude Era stuff back to where they are now. Because what they have now is very marketable. What they have now is something that companies are would are fine with associating with, because it's very family-friendly.
0: It's part also, of the reason why the,
1: they've yes. climbed to the heights that they've climbed to. Yeah, it's one of the reasons they got the Fox deal. Monetarily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of the reasons they got the Fox deal. And I mean, we might be... We, hardcore fans don't like what WWE is doing a lot of the time, but a lot of people do. A lot of people are very happy with this, because, like I said, you can take a family of four to a show and know that they're not gonna be, uh, they're not gonna be seeing something disturbing. They're not gonna see something that they're gonna have to explain to their kids later. They can go and have a good time watching their heroes beat up the villains and just have fun with it. But if you go back to the Attitude Era style, those families go away. And that the other problem with that is that means you don't have nearly as many kids who are gonna stick around and be fans for the next 30 years. Which they is, might become that eventually. Which might I mean, be a big part
0: of what we're uh, experiencing right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew up, you and I grew up around the same time, and you and I grew up watching the Hogan era, which yep. is as, as family-friendly as you can get, and we stuck around since. And so, in a way,
0: it's a juxtaposition of, of that whole cycle, right? Yep. It's because they built the audience, they began to lose the audience, and then yep. they, they went above and beyond and beyond the pale and went crazy to then boost way up past the old audience but now that they couldn't maintain it now they've lost and they've lapsed a lot of those kind of fans that have never come back now they built the audience they got a TV deal and now they're going to sell their souls to try and do the things that they need to do to get more of an audience but how many people is that going to lapse in the long
1: term again? Right, and also the other problem is the, the, the other big risk is, what if they do go edgier and the audience doesn't grow? Because you are cut, they're cut, they can be cutting their legs off for a benefit that's not coming. It might come, but that's a risk that you might not want to take because the problem is, if you go edgier but still have so many of the same problems holding them back that you have today, like all these scripted promos and all of these stories being dropped and changed at the drop of a hat, Without the star power of a Rock and Austin and people like that, is that benefit is, that benefit is not going to come because now all the other thing to keep in mind: the Attitude Era was 20 years ago. There are now like eight million channels. The rise of the internet. There's everything else that if people don't like watching wrestling, they can watch a lot of other things. There weren't that I many. There were there were options in the late 90s. There weren't options like there are now. Because all you have to do now is, just, while raw is on, if you get bored, you can turn it off, grab your phone, and do eight million things on there. So it's not as easy as just, oh well, raw is on; it's either this or watch the news.
0: And, and like it. we said, it's a product that uh, a lot of people are happy with, and we yes. hope we hope that a lot of people are happy with this podcast. <laughs> so um, we are planning on hitting up a another live preview show tomorrow before Fastlane see if we can get our audio stuff worked out so just keep an eye out we're kind of still on the fence on, on whether what's going to go down tomorrow um in the comments net facebook page we read all the comments if you guys want us to talk more about and we read all the comments on KB's facebook on uh KB's website as well yes, i see the, i see them all i read them all i read every comment about this page i'll just say that um so <laughs> If you guys want us to expand on any news stories from this week or expand thoughts on anything that you were curious about in the wrestling world, just say something about it and we will cover it uh, coming up later. We're very interactive. Um, Thank everybody for listening. Um, This week's quote is from Jerry Lawler during an angle back in the 90s. and He was fighting an alcoholic and he says, You know what that guy's favorite drink is? His next one.